Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Live from Las Vegas, sports talk, hot takes, and all of the bangers. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the playmakers. Goodest of Fridays, happiest of Passovers. It is a very, very important time for a lot of people, and we are honored to talk about the sports and other things, to act as an interruption to any of the things that you are either trying to avoid or perhaps just supplement. You're damn right, Lindsay. That's right. And, uh, and oh. you know what I enjoy? Mm. The building's cleared out for us. This is it's true. It's me, you. Mark, some guy eating hot dogs in the cafeteria There's area. hot dogs here. No, I think he specifically brought one in. Oh, He's enjoying himself. They cleared out for us uh, as we send you into your holiday weekend. Yeah, we got an email from Big Boss saying, hey, uh, I'm going to close down the office at 12 p.m. Doesn't apply to us. I know. That's that's that's. Uh, and shout out to all of our uh, our night jocks, too. Yeah. We usually get the short end of the stick. But you know what? It, Someone has to be Sometimes it hurts to be talent. Honestly, but we're blessed. We're here. We're riding out with you. Hopefully, everyone is listening to us in a car because they're not at work and they got to leave early. Yeah, or digitally, you yeah. know, on their phones or on their smart speaker, HD radio. There's a bunch of different avenues that you can explore. If you're not doing it on that radio dial, there is the Odyssey app. That is free. I'm sure we'll mention it a few times throughout our program because we have a tendency to self-promote. It is part of our jobs as it is to go through the news stories of the day about sports, about other things, and try to make you laugh a few times along the way. Adrian, we are trying something new today just to give everybody a little bit of a preview because I grew up playing hockey. I played in college. It's my native tongue. It's what I know best most what I know best and so today you're going to be leading our hockey conversation because we it is an opportunity puck, for you to step up and really break down one of the better games of the Golden Knights season last night in their 6-1 victory over the Calgary Flames you have notes you watch the whole thing oh, you are notes? leading the whole bit so I'm sure there is absolutely nothing that could go wrong uh, we have nothing planned for the third segment of the first hour because we're going to let it fly it is a Friday uh, Chamber of Chaos will kick off our second hour where I ask Adrian a bunch of random questions, which I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy. I was deciding on pressing the button, but I'm going to save it. You got yeah. to tease, you know, we, in the business. We are teasing. You can't do the instant gratification. There has to be a little bit 
of patience and discipline in this. We'll talk about the NBA slot this weekend and, and all the games, the play-in, the culmination of that tournament, as well as the start of the actual playoffs and close things out with our scrambler before we send you all back into the abyss that is your lives and your daily but maybe not so daily routines. Lindsay, I want to apologize ahead of time. Oh, uh, boy. Because once 4.30 hits and this Cavs and Hawks game tips off. Well, this is a problem because you know how the second hour goes in our Friday shows. Uh, the, the feet's going to be kicked up on my end in about 10 minutes. <laughs> this you know. is breaking news. <laughs> That's a cool sounder. I like it. This is breaking news. Oh, no. I put the coat rack in front of the breaking news from the 1140. <laughs> the bet is presented by BetQL Smarter Bets. Start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. False alarm, people. Oh. If you're driving, please take a deep breath. <laughs> Unfortunately, the news about ASAP Rocky cheating on Rihanna was a false alarm. We did a whole segment on that yesterday. You brought that to us. Our and now show. now it's not real. Our show, TMZ, TMZ, all the tabloids, we were all hoodwinked. And isn't it always some guy on Twitter with the at name Lewis underscore Via underscore Roma? Wasn't Lewis the child? Maybe it was Lewis the preteen trying to start some drama in the household. Yeah, he stirred the pot um, and the rumors, the reports came out. It's it's a thousand percent false. They are still together. So this is all promotion for the Vogue cover. Apparently, or or, or the baby dropping, because we know the baby's dropping. I mean, we know that the attention is going to be on, but I... How else is this is promotional then? I do th- this. Uh, Louis V. Roma guy is a uh, you know, he's trying to get into the My tabloid God, business. Were we desperate for somebody to just absolutely make the wrong decision with their life? <laughs> we just wanted, let's be no, no, let's we, be honest. Wait. No, 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 we wanted Rihanna to be single. No, we don't. I mean, there's a large portion of the population. You do. Uh, I yes, and, and I'm and included in that. The amount of memes of of people like just basically attention, like the rabbit ears perk up. All the Drake memes, like I went harder at the gym last night. I'm not gonna lie. Oh my god! And I was like, you never know. She got a story. It's Vegas. Hey, wherever you can find motivation is absolutely uh, necessary, especially when you're trying to go one day in a row in your own personal goals. But it's man, Vegas. What too. a false alarm. And, 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 you know, like Vegas, I think the last time um, DJ Khaled shot a music video and he did it on Fremont Street. And well, people, the weekend's latest albums, the whole thing centered around yeah, Vegas. But on Twitter, people were like, yo, look at these imposters of Jay-Z and Beyonce on the strip. Five days later, they posted the pictures, and it really was Jay-Z and Beyonce. Oh, yeah, that was so, a few months. It's right. Yeah, That's so, hilarious. like, you never know. She got the store. So, fellas, anybody, just stay ready. In life, opportunities come oh God. whenever they come. I'm so delusional, Lindsay. Yeah, Save me. that's what I mean. It's just like the fact that so many men are like, this is my chance. Like, it's finally here, the opportunity. I'll step up. I'll be the stepdad. I'll step up. She's <laughs> always in the NBA God. Finals games. This is true. And, uh, you know, she's a billionaire, so I can understand. But uh, I'm oh, glad. She's on the sports radio salary to add on Glad to, to hear that all is fine in Rihanna's kingdom. Uh, to switch gears here, all is not fine in the world of the NHL. And I don't mean to bring the room down, but we have to talk about this report that was released earlier today by the NHLPA. Uh, it was an investigation conducted by an independent uh, law firm from Toronto on basically the way that Don Fair and, like I said, the NHLPA and everybody involved handled the Kyle Beach situation and how it was reported. And, and it was really about 
how did Brad Aldrich get out and allowed to work with USA Hockey, to work with kids, to work with people, even after this was reported, apparently. And there's a lot to sift through when it comes to this. It's like a 20-page document, but I've highlighted some stuff and some paragraphs that I think stick out the most because, shockingly, the findings have been shown to uh, find that the NHLPA has done nothing wrong. There is nobody at fault. Actually, it's miscommunication Ah. that they are naming is at fault in this. And I'm going to read just a paragraph from page four of this report. Remember, I'm taking this out of context, and I haven't been able to get through all of this myself. And so I want everybody to to take this with a grain of salt, but we are talking about something that we have discussed at length on this program and are obviously uh, huge allies and advocates for anybody who is dealing with surviving a situation like this, who's a, a, a survivor, a victim. And we'll say if you are uh, someone who gets triggered by this, maybe it's not your segment. That's okay. We hope that you come back. But ultimately, what was found, and like I said, this is from page four of this report. The failure to act on Beach's report stems from a failure of communication. All parties involved managed to walk away from these interactions under some misapprehension. Gurney and Beach, Gurney is the agent for Kyle Beach, walked away from their respective conversations believing that someone possibly fair or another person at the NHLPA or Dr. Shaw, who was the counselor who was assigned to the Blackhawks, had either agreed to take responsibility for contacting USA Hockey. Uh... That wasn't the case. There was multiple phone conversations between Kyle Beach's agent and the agent of Black Ace Number One, who is the other victim in this who has not publicly come forward. If you haven't seen the Kyle Beach interview that Rick West had conducted earlier in the this past fall, I highly, highly recommend, if not um, just out of empathy for your fellow human being, uh, that you should watch that video. But there's a lot of back and forth in this in this. Um, in this investigation of you know people's email records and their phone records and how long you were talking to people because remember this is like in 2010 2011 this is over 10 years ago so you're limited in in the capacity of you know kind of asking people to go back and then we know that Kyle Beach did not choose to participate in this particular investigation which uh, is their decision. I can understand it from both sides, how it can limit their investigation by them not cooperating, but also I can understand Kyle Beach and uh, his part and the parties involved, why they wouldn't want to be involved, because why would we trust the system that says we didn't do anything wrong? Um, Fair talk to the agents and specifically to Kyle Beach's agent. Kyle Beach's agent says that he distinctly remembers using the words either pedophile or sexual predator to describe Brad Aldrich when he was relaying his concern that Aldrich was involved with USA Hockey and Kyle, this is, you know, after the event and incident had occurred. And Donald Fair says he doesn't remember the phone call at all. And he says that, well, if somebody would have used that language, I think that would have stuck in my mind. And if that would have, if that language had been used, I would have asked follow-up questions. There was no follow-up anything to any of this. And this is where I start to get, I'm trying not to be, this is what I wrote in my note card today. I don't want to be the voice of reason. I'm just trying to be a reasonable voice here because this math just doesn't add up. The way that I read this, it sounds like something was communicated that 
something really bad happened to the nature or the degree of of severity we're unsure of what that was communicated but based off of this investigation's findings of what Donald Fair does and how he conducts his business otherwise he's a type of guy that follows up he's a type of guy that practices quickly documenting these things delegating to others and following up on matters of far less significance not my words the words of this investigation and there is none of that for this particular case. So a, a classic scenario where a rich white old man is protecting another rich white dude. Well, I just think they're they're protecting a system of they're the, protecting of them. A, they're they're protecting the system. They're protecting the sport. Regardless, I, it feels like either people intentionally or legally knew that they could drop the ball because we know that Donald Fair is is a lawyer. A lot of these people involved in this are lawyers and so it's easy to be able to figure out how do I sidestep this how do I how do I manage this how do I spin this right including including dropping this at 412 eastern time correct on a holiday weekend correct and so like I said I'm probably not doing uh nearly as good of a job as some of the people like I said Rick Westhead or Frank Saravalli and, and breaking these down and I'll be reading through this this weekend because I have you know so many other things that I should be doing but why wouldn't I just want to sit in this but I feel like I I have to go I have to read this stuff because this is a failure on multiple levels and the fact that they're saying that it's a miscommunication is miscommunication the same thing as failing to communicate because those are two different things in my book 100 percent Failing to communicate is you didn't communicate. Therefore, Correct. there can't be anything to misconstrue because there's not anything to look through. And just as like the NHLPA, you are hired to serve the players. If an incident is reported, it is your job to follow that up. It is your job to figure that out because you work on behalf of them. But there's this other, there's this other paragraph here, page 12, that's kind of spoken from the voice of the investigators to so the outside law, law firm law firm we find this point persuasive it is unlikely that fair a lawyer by training would have had would have agreed to take on responsibility of accusing aldrich a former employee of an nhl organization unrelated to the union fair was about to take over and someone fair himself had never met of sexual misconduct with a player whom fair had also never met based solely on the conclusory information that was provided to him by that player's agent there's a lot of context in that it was leadership change and like I said this is 2010 and we're not really sure about what the protocol is but regardless let's remind you what is how does Donald Fair usually conduct his business thoroughly thoroughly we follow up we delegate we we take notes and there's nothing to be found there's very little to be found actually and this is a huge problem because technically What's changed? They're not they're not releasing the recommendations of what should be changed, which I find I'm like, what's we, we got to have everything because otherwise, how do we know that things have been learned? Because we haven't delegated responsibility to anyone. So honestly, who who has it on their to do list? To be like, I need to change something. Because everybody else has passed the buck somewhere else. Everybody else is pointing their finger at someone else or something else or just saying that I was caught up in the sauce of life. 
sauce of the of the championship haze. Like all that. Excuse computer, excuse computer, excuse computer. This can't be something that can be excused away on a multitude of levels for Kyle, for for Kyle Beach, for the black ace uh, other victim, the high school kid that happened after the fact and all of the other victims that we don't even know about at the hands of Brad Aldrich and all the other victims just out there in general slash survivors because it's a it's a dual existence. And for the game itself. Correct. And and I think, you know, struggling to talk about this, I think it's something that needs to be talked about because this needs to be this needs to be out in, in the ether of, of the world because this is something that needs to change. This is a systematic failure to protect people that have experienced sexual violence. And it happens not just in hockey. It happens way too, it's way too prevalent. And, and for the truth them, is, is you can't rely on the system. You cannot, you, it is down to individuals of, of being like, is a kid getting taken away? We're out in public and I see an adult walking up and grabbing a kid and walking away with them. Do you intervene? Do you question it? Like it comes down to those individuals' decisions where, Maybe it was just like the lack of education that if we don't use certain words or we our, our, our rabbit ears don't get alerted to that there's something amiss at this time. Because, again, this is 2010. And remember what this locker room was and how they treated Kyle Beach after the fact. We have photos of the whiteboard behind Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves as they're celebrating with the Stanley Cup. with team, It says, teammate blank is gay in a derogatory slur-like manner. This is hockey. This is the toxic culture that it is. And it will continue to be this toxic if no, if it's never anybody's fault. Like, it, it baffles me how easy it is for them to say, this is kind of similar thinking, well, it's the goalie's fault we got scored on. Even though you were the one that got beat in the offensive zone, and then he deked you out of your skates in the neutral zone, and then this guy took a bad pinch, and then this guy was out to lunch, and then the other one was making a bad change. It's definitely the goalie's fault. It's an easy explain away. And this is where the NHL basically puts a ceiling on itself. This is why I think that the game truly doesn't want to grow itself. At least one tentacle of this large animal, this beast, that is toxic hockey masculine culture. Because it doesn't protect anyone. It only protects the shield. It only protects the people that uphold the problematic behaviors. And that's why Brad Aldrich was allowed to go go free and wreak havoc on other people's lives. And so this is about all of us taking upon ourselves. If you're in locker rooms, if you're if you're anywhere, if you see something that's even just a little bit, eh, you gotta ask. You gotta make sure. Because the alternative, yeah, you might might offend somebody. Yeah, you might make somebody feel a little bit uncomfortable. But the alternative, and there's there's a correct way to go about this stuff. It's not walk up to him think say like so and so did something. But we have to be aware and we have to be willing to admit that we've failed because how else other are we going to change? Maybe they do it for liability reasons, but I'm sick of that answer. I really am. And it's funny, like for them to say that there isn't there isn't a problem or, or this process wasn't a failure. Like you not following up is a sign and should be considered as a failure because if everything mm-hmm. was working as it should, exactly. there shouldn't be anything to recommend in terms of, hey, maybe we need to do new processes or resources. If everything was fine, those things wouldn't be needed to happen. So it's it's just, it's super unfortunate. And, you know, from what you've told me and, and learning about this league and stuff, it seems to me that a lot of people have the expectations for the league to do something. 
uh, that bar is very, very low. And I feel like with this news, because there's been no changes it, in yeah. leadership and protocol, we we haven't been alerted to any of it. The only way that this stuff changes people is Don Fair takes a step away, which he's already basically in the process of, and the same thing to Gary Bettman. This is the only. This is the biggest block that we have that would guarantee at least a change in mindset, and that's what we're looking for, because what's been and what's going isn't good enough. It's not. It's failing to serve the people that that make the product great, and it's failing to serve the com- consumers that put their trust in these people to be role models, to be representative of the community, of something that they love, of them. And let alone grow it. Right. Because what did I say to you yesterday? When you're out and about, you're representing the brand. You're representing the front crest on the jersey. And every time it seems, when it, whenever the NHL has any sort of news to it, besides just games being played, it's negative. It's mishandled and it's disgusting in a lot of ways. I'm just, I'm at a loss for words, but not really. And uh, thankfully, I'll get over it and get on with the rest of our two hour program here. Adrian, it is time for you to take over the hockey talk. It is time for you to step in to your destiny. VGK, post game breakdown of last night's win over Calgary on the way. 11 for the bet. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the Playmakers, exclusively on 1140 The Bet. Friday edition of the Playmakers, very stealthy edition of the Playmakers, because we're doing what we usually would, but we're coming at you from a different angle. Now that you say that, like, did Tom Cruise sue Limbiscuit? Because this is a uh, Mission Impossible vibes kind of with Cruise this beat. Tom Cruise doesn't own this song, does he? No, but I'm saying this kind of sounds like the Mission Impossible theme kind of, right? That's Yeah, exactly. Mm, God dang it, I love Limp Bizkit. (laughs) God, it's just so good. And you know what? I I need a break from the norm. I need a break from hockey. And I allowed... Thank you. I I, I don't know if I quite have earned it, at least in my book, but I, I think you've earned an opportunity yourself to lead hockey discussion for the first time ever, certainly on this program, dare I say, your career in radio. But That's you had Paul a good one. Exactly. You had a good one to watch last night. Six to one victory. That's all I'm going to say. The rest is yours. Ladies and gentlemen, the playoffs are a mere weeks away. <laughs> Lindsay, inside the Saddle Dome, a game of hockey took place, and I hope you took the chicken out of the oven for this one. Oh. To put things in perspective of, of this game uh, going into it, the Flames in general as a team have uh, have lost 62-man games all season. Not many. The Knights, on the other hand, have had 56-man games lost just from Martinez alone. So going into this game, first and foremost, Coach Pete D went with the one and only, the Calgary native, Logan Thompson for the start. Yep. Uh, Thompson, and I got an update on that too before you go any further because it was just tweeted out by the Golden Knights account that Robin Leonard has returned home here to Las Vegas because of a health issue mm. with one of his family members. Uh, so just for everybody to know, because I know that he's caught a lot of flack for this week that he's dealing with some stuff at home. So. And just a tough season in general for him. And Absolutely. Thompson gets the nod after four straight starts by uh, Robin Leonard, the rookie. Uh, himself is on a four uh, straight game win streak uh, in that span, but his last start was two weeks ago on April first. Uh, April first, and according to my sources, Logan Thompson is ready for the moment and NHL ready. 
Uh, thank you, Lindsay, for being one of those sources. You're welcome. Uh, not only that, though, uh, the Knights tried some new things with the jumbled line and a tough building in a key game. Kind of a bold move, but let's get into this game. Uh, the Knights weren't able to escape the D zone. You cannot leave Tyler Toffoli by himself, especially when he's down low, because he's going to find somebody, and that's exactly what he did. Ten minutes into the game, Calgary's up one nothing. Don't worry, though. Yeah, that backdoor play, you got that covered. You know what? I'm going to look up top. I'm going to look for the crash and forward. That's what he did. 100%, You're but right. luckily about two minutes later, Jack Eichel was like, no, 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 no. Uh, pretty pass and play uh, with a screamer from the left circle. A nice feed a by uh, what's uh, what's your dude's name? How do you pronounce that guy's name? What what for me? Mr. March, Mr. Er, Jonathan Marcheseau. Jonathan Marcheseau. Mm-hmm. There's no O in his name. Anyway, he got the pass from him. French Canadian. That'll yeah, do it to you. exactly. Twelfth goal of the season uh, for Eichel, uh, and we're tied up. And I do appreciate the Knights as the first period went on. They kind of improved. Special teams was a wreck, but hasn't that been the story all season? What does that mean? They kind of, the effort and the energy, and it felt more crisp. And I thought it was funny during the first intermission, they interviewed Jack Eichel, and he said, I can't really say I know what playoff hockey is like, but this is definitely an intense game. I like the self-deprecating humor. Uh, Let's move on to the second period, though. Five minutes into that second period, Dodonov parked near the crease. Just a just a deposit on a third chance rebound as the power play expired. Nineteenth goal of the season. VGK's up two one. And Lindsay, which you finally have been asking for like all season, the Knights had transition chances. Can well, you believe this? They usually don't have any problem getting transition chances. It's the problem that the chance also goes back the other way. Well, luckily this game. It went into it was a, the goal. It was a massive second period. I think it was their most or their highest scoring second period of the season. Yeah, and uh, your guy Amado, Amadio, Amadio, of course, Amadio, yep. Amadio. They picked up on waivers for nothing from Toronto. Yeah, well, thank you because his tenth goal of the season made it three to one. Very underrated player towards uh, the back half of the season, Michael Amadio. Yeah, and he's really been stepping up, and it was just a tough game all around for Markstrom. Um, the yeah. goalie for Calgary. He got pulled. Second straight game, he got pulled. That's usually not good heading into the playoffs, but that's just me. How, how would I know? You're the expert. 100%. And 40 seconds later, after VGK took a 3-1 lead, Jonathan Marcheseau adds another. His 29th of the season, 4-1 for our Golden Knights. Pretty uh, pretty nice job of the Knights to show up in you know one of the more important games of the season. Well, especially against a team that is very rush-heavy themselves at home, and you're down one nothing. You go out and punch them in the mouth in the second period where it's the longest change, and they can match you up on face-offs. Yeah, 100%. And, and like you just mentioned, uh, Markstrom, after that fourth goal, his night was done, gave up four goals on 17 shot opportunities. It's not a good percentage, people. Yeah, Logan Thompson played huge, um, especially after How that. How many saves did he have? Uh, he had a lot. Um, I, th- I think he had like a specific number, though. It was like a, a probably like the best number of, of saves. Uh, I think he, was it, let me check the stats, 35. That's right. That's a, that's a very important. I, you know, let's just say it's the stat of the night. Stat of the night. With a K? Yeah, 100%. Pitch the um, K damn near. So after uh, the Knights went up 4-1, uh, there was a particular moment where Theodore, you know, he turned over the puck. Uh, Lindholm got a great what opportunity to score. <laughs> we see scoring goals right now, though. He's yeah. making up for it. He's he's He put that team on, on his back the other night. So it was a great opportunity for the Flames to try to get back into the game. Logan Thompson said no. Uh, they had another opportunity uh, later on that period uh, to try to fight back with a power play. I think White Cloud got called for tripping uh, of course, what the is White Cloud getting all these penalties these days? Any any thoughts? That's that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, hey, take a chill pill, bro. 
Let's let's move He's our skates. He's a defensive skates. defenseman, dude. 100%, but let's move our skates. Let's get in position. Let's not go from behind where you have to trip. You know, That's put yourself true. in the right positions to win. And Good so advice. with that power play, of course, the Flames uh, would, would push. And, and Vegas, thankfully, halted any plans. Yeah. Of any comeback, a strong kill there in that situation. And one moment I do want to mention, and, and Lindsay, I'm going to apologize. I don't want to get too emotional. A lot of apologizing for me today. Uh, this guy on it's the okay, flames, baby. I don't even know how to pronounce his name. What is it? Lukic? Lucic? Lucic. Lukic? Lucas? Lucas cousin. <laughs> so this dude tried Mila to get a goal. Lucic. Luch. He, he had a, yeah, Luch. This guy had a great opportunity to get a goal. Luckily, Logan Thompson basically stoned his ass. Moments later, <laughs> This guy pushes and tried to run over Marcia So. That, that, that is what Luch does. Yeah, and, and a lot of people say that's his MO or whatever. Yeah. Well, I hope the MO he, stands for— He doesn't wear for, a visor for a reason. Yeah, he wears a—jeez, this guy. <laughs> it, it, it may be his MO, but to me, he looked like a moron. And props to Kolasar for not being baited into the fight. Not that he'd win that fight, Yeah. but to have that mindset of, no, we're trying to win some points, not get into fights. Yeah, Ben Ben Goats in his uh, breakdown of the game last night in the Review Journal says, Kolasar agitates— and that's that's what he does, and yeah. and so so that was the game. But th- there are some things from the post game that I do want to get into. Okay, um, because this guy Matthew to Chuck, you like guy, watching Chucky play? No, I don't. Oh, and I he, don't. He, he was bothersome to you. That's exactly what he intended. Well, <laughs> I'm happy. Well, his quotes are the ones that really really oh. ticked me off. So a couple comments. The first one was, "It's unfortunate we dropped the ball tonight, but hopefully we get another crack at them." Hey, my guy, you're playing hockey. It's a puck, not a ball. Anyway, <laughs> finally, there's more. F- there's more for Matthew to Chuck. He's definitely the guy I'd pick a fight with. This is what he said. We're first place in our division for a reason. We'll be fine. I'm sorry. Who the hell are you? Lindsay, did we take a time machine to 1988-89 season when the Calgary Flames won the cup? Because I didn't see Lanny McDonald or Mike Vernon out there. Oh, did you? I didn't see Vern Dog out there. You're right. So who the hell are these guys? <laughs> didn't they have like a long-ass playoff drought and they're talking tough? A long ass. They're, they're, the thing is, they make the playoffs and they don't really do anything with it. I think they went to the cup final. So Kippersoff and Net, like 07 ish, I'm feeling. Yeah, but no, after it was like. that's when the Ducks won. So that wouldn't make sense because that would that would be in the same conference. I feel like from like 91 to 2005, like they, they had. A, the Oilers. They had like a decade of. Maybe 03 just... was Avalanche. We'll have to look this up. You you, you got it in there. Oh, you know, two, somewhere. Two, 2004. 2004. That's right. That's right. 2004. So it wasn't 06. So 2004, I need to get. Who did they lose to in the in the Stanley Cup oh, final? Would the, that be the oh, Tampa Bay Lightning? The Tampa Bay Lightning. I, I went to one of those games. Who's I don't the, remember. Who was the head coach of that team? Uh, for the Calgary Flames no, at that time. No, 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 no. For the for your Tampa Bay Lightning. Right now. No, when they won the Cup in 04. Uh, I believe that was my guy John Tortorella. Good for you. Totes. Great prop. Totes my goats. Thank you. Thanks, Ben Goats, for your great writing in the last Vegas Review Journal. I had to just make sure that I knew the 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 boundaries and stuff, just in case we got a little bit lost, but. I think that was pretty comprehensive. Uh, there were basically you brought, you brought his Dog's name out out here. It was very nice. Uh, just to kind of give a little shout out to a legend. I know that Mike Bossy passed away today. Uh, legend, absolute legend for the Oilers. Uh, passed away at the age of sixty-five. Very unfortunate. Not much news behind that, but sending uh, plenty of good vibes as much as possible to his family, anybody involved, and everybody who cheered for him because it's so really hard to see heroes. Uh, be lost too. So great stuff, Adrian. Great hockey segment to Barry push Melrose, us. please. Uh, seriously, though. Next thing, uh, you're going to be showing up next week with a mullet on. Uh, let's move on with our program to what? Well, you'll have to find that on the other side of the break. Love for the bet.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Adrian Hernandez and Lindsey Brown, the Playmakers, exclusively on 1140 The Bet. Well, we're going to talk about religion right now. <laughs> Lindsey! And I'm so happy that the Veronicas are bringing us into it. Go, ah, ah, la, 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 Because honestly, you Veronicas, you could make a religion out of the Veronicas. They're, they're that good. They're, they're that good. They're this- that important to a lot of... Uh, teenage girls that grew up around the same time I did. This song uh, it seems like a song that Sonic would be listening to as he's speeding around the city. 100,000% just collecting those rings. Um, Adrian, did you grow up going to church or, 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 or going to any sort of like religious denominational service? Uh, yes, uh, my dad's Catholic and, and my mom was uh, whether in the choir or playing, uh, providing instrumentation for churches. Mm. Uh, my mom's still very, very active uh, in a couple tends churches. To, tends to run in the Catholicism. Yeah, so. The high level of activity and, and, and just inclusiveness, or at least the expectation of it. Um, I grew up in going to Lutheran church with my mom and my grandma. I, I went to public school, but then when I went to St. A's, that was a private Catholic college. They had monks. Like That's, that's, how, that's how Catholic they were. But I also have factions of my family that are Jewish, and I grew up next to a, a, a family that practiced Islam, and and I that's kind of why I, I think I'm fascinated by religion and philosophy and a lot of things because I was just exposed from a very young age to a lot of different 
ways that people view the world and look to explain our world. And you know, You're very lucky for that too. That's awesome. Oh, a hundred percent. Obviously, getting different perspectives on anything is super important. A hundred percent. And I, I, I always say, well, I'm not really religious. I'm more spiritual. I found this word the other day, om- omnism. Hmm. Uh, on Wikipedia, it says that the definition is omnism is is a way to be seen as a way to accept the existence of various religions without believing in all that they profess to teach. Hmm. Uh, many omnists say that all religions contain truths but no one religion offers all that is truth. And there's nothing that I like more than finding definitions for ideas or just like um, things that I've explained to myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. You think like, oh, I have this original idea or I'm the only person going through this problem. Clearly. No, 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 no. No, this is, no. En- this is enlightening because I feel like I- I'm leaning more towards right. what you just described with that definition. Yeah, because I think that, you know, religion means very different things in our society today than it did 15 years ago, 25 years ago, 50 years ago. It's completely different. Like I'm not surprised about how uh, divisive this community that just communities have turned into because most of that community time where you were just around people, there was that expectation to be wherever you were supposed to be on your, your day of worship, be that on Sundays, be that on Fridays, be that on Saturdays. Like there's, a large drive towards capitalism that's eroded away for that a lot of families. And like, I straight up, I started to have to go to hockey. I started to make the different decisions, but I went through communion. I was confirmed in high school and uh, I've spent a lot of time reading the Bible more for just like story time because that was the one thing about Lutheran churches that I always liked is that they gave you the word of God. That's one thing that that Catholicism, that was the big rift why Martin Luther went away. It was the 95 Theses and also uh, access to to the word for everyone else. And that's where you have the big explosion with the printing press and everything else. But I feel like we... In the last few years, and understandably so, a lot of us have shied away from conversations around this, or at least more casual conversations, because most of the time we're bringing this particular subject as, you know, with our pitchforks and ready to fight whoever else and try to, like, win up or one up or or try to prove that we're right. But I don't know. I, I, I get worried about the lack of glue for our generation and the younger ones. I, I honestly do. And, you know, just because we found that particular ingredient of glue in religion, in church, in uh, the synagogue, in the mosque, wherever, in the past, that doesn't mean that it can't be recreated. It doesn't mean that you have to be as like niche into these religions. Like in a lot, a lot of ways, most people stepped out of religion into general society. And now we've reallocated ourselves into different bins and different interests and political parties. And I like Game of Thrones better than Star Trek and everything yeah. else. But I think we're all searching for that that commonality and that shared thread um, that's missing. And I there's only so many w- environments where I think you can recreate that. Like, I honestly think sports is one of those big time arenas. And that's why it, it really hurts me. And, and it's and I know that it probably makes a lot of people feel uncomfortable of just we know that people are human. We know that mistakes are made, but there's been so many instances as of late to make people not want to see or feel a sports arena or a particular community is safe for them. Yeah. And I mean, I guess for me, 
you know, there was a lot of things that happened in my childhood and particularly to my mom, which right. I kind of, to me, viewing her as like, okay, she's experienced trauma and this is her, mm-hmm. this is a safe haven. This is where she can be involved in the community. Uh, and, and to me, it was just so much and it was involved so much that there'd be times where I was like, right or wrong, I was just a little kid. I was like, yo, mom, are you getting paid for this? Because like you're here for five or six hours yeah. rehearsals. Like it's it, it was it was a whole presentation, damn near a show. But as I've grown well, older, it's order and, it, and it's yeah. something that you can rely on. It's something that you can lean on, not just in in the actual content or the scripture, but in the routine and in and, and your role and the within the community. Yeah. yeah. It's like if she's playing the organ. If she's, if she's doing choir, she's expected and relied upon by other people to be there. Like that's the good feeling of responsibility, right? That you're, that you're expected to be there, that you're wanted to be there. And that's why it's a good, you bringing up like kind of sports and being a part of a team. Absolutely. It's like, it's the same thing, which I, I'm thankful. And I guess just overall for people, whether it's whether it's going to church or going to therapy, just having that safe haven um, is very important, no matter what it is. And safe I haven for what though? Like a, a, a there you let go. Let me change. Let me no, change no, no, my no, words. No, you're, you're on the right. I think you're on the no, right. No, but track. I mean like just just a place of peace and comfort in for somewhere. For self reflection. Yes. Yeah. Hundred percent. That's where I wanted to lead you. And that's kind of where it worries me as a, as a parent, as like I've been so turned off because of the involvement. And sometimes I'm like, yo, this is way too much. Although I don't have to do that. I can just go. It's one, an hour, 90 minutes. And it's like, well, what if my son wants to? And I can't lead him down that path as best as I can. Where I'm kind of like, oh, well, you show up and this, that, and the third. Or I don't, I don't necessarily know these stories or what it means. Right. Like my philosophy is I try to be a good person. Yep. I try to treat everybody fairly, try to treat everybody kindly and if i see someone getting mistreated for you rely being on different, your personal ethics rather than the institutional yeah, ethics 100 percent, and that's like kind of that kind of worries me um but right because a lot of a lot of what we're taught is good or bad makes up a lot of the the dogma a lot of the um same type of language but you know religion is so what makes what makes me nervous it's not religion. It's 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 the it's actual practitioners, right? It's the the way that people interpret scripture, the way that they interpret certain views or I- ideologies and then superimposing them on other people. This is the the, the debate between or, or I should say the separation of church and state. And we know that that can't technically ever truly happen because we know what's written on our dollar bills. Right? God we trust that implies that there's a God there's plenty of people that don't believe in God there's more people than ever that don't believe in a God and that's that's where you start getting to that nihilism territory right like I've been struggling a lot with that myself of just like for some people they need that that kind of omniscient presence to answer to or to perform for or or to like adhere yourself to a certain standard like you're talking about like of being a good person I've never felt like I, I needed to to have a God sit over me and and have that be my 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 touch point whenever a decision comes my way. Should I do this or not? Well, no, because so and so says not to. I've never really been like that, but I've certainly been told things or learned things that would that make me feel similarly to the way that 
I was talking about with sports these days, that this isn't a safe space, that this isn't a community that's accepting of me wholly as a person. And I think a lot of practitioners in the way that we do religion now, especially because there, it has been dwindling, that you start to go to the extremes, you start to make it a little bit more exclusive rather than inclusive, and then you end up um, antagonizing, or not even antagonizing, just like further pushing people away. But and and at the same time, I think it's important to say that you can the the more crazier you get in one way or another, 100%. the more passionate. Yeah, moderation which is, like, is everything. So instead of getting a dollar from this person, this person, this person, no, you're going to get fifty bucks from three people, and in the end, that's more money than less people, more money, and at the end of the day, that's what they sometimes that's what they care about and that's the whole purpose. well and that's that's the thing it's like there there's there there's the religion and then there's being religious there's the there's the ethics that they teach and then there's the actual practice of those things too and then we can i mean i can go about this all day of just we could go just catholic catholicism and, Lu- and lutheranism and being like you guys have confession we the lutherans don't i'm just like what does that set up for your psyche how do you view the world how do you get yourself to neutral never been in that booth yeah, but you're, that's an option for you. And when what it what it says to bring your sins up, tell them to someone, and then have them quote unquote washed away. That's the same thing is implied in Lutheranism, in Protestant in Protestant theologies, at least in the Christian side. But when you don't talk about it, does your truth ever come out? Is it just in, you, when you just keep it in? What d- does it ever truly leave you then? Because then you're just wearing them, even though they're, they've already been paid for. Like I said, I could go deep dive into a bunch of these different things. But regardless, I think that what's a necessity in our culture these days is not necessarily the avoidance of discussing religion. It's about opening up our worldview and maybe taking a couple pages from this omnism. And if you're a type of person that's like, I'm a hardcore evangelical. I'm a hardcore Orthodox Jew. I'm a hardcore, you know, whatever. First of all, welcome. We're happy that you're here. We want everybody to be around. We want to have an ongoing conversation with everyone. But there, there's, there's ways that all of us can be better conversationalists at this particular table, you know? And you have to be open to, to different, different people and, and be different perspectives. Open to being told that you're wrong or maybe that my right is just as right as your right. And it's just you got a different reflection of the, of the stone than we did when the sun went through it. Facts. Just and, interpretation. And just, you know, you read 20 pages and one of them seems useful to you. It's okay to take that. Yeah. And put that in there. We're all scared as hell. We all know, we all don't know where we came from. We don't know what happens after us. We know that this isn't fair most of the life. We know that things are unexplainable. And we know that some good things are unexplainable too. And so maybe fighting over the whys is kind of unnecessary at this point. But good little segment on religion. Nothing's been solved, but dialogue was had. And that's a win in everybody's book, at least in mine. More of this, I hope, on the on the way. Eleven forty, the bet. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest five G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.